It's time for Real Estate Roundup. This is the time every single week we get together with noted real estate agent Terry Story. Terry is a 31-year veteran with Keller Williams located in Boca Raton, Florida. Welcome back to the show, Terry. Thanks for having me, Steve. So fundamentally, things are changing in the real estate business and buying and selling is changing, which is natural as new technology comes afoot. Sure. Uh, So let's take a look at historically how buyers were categorized and how they're being categorized today. Sure. So number one, there are top tier buyers. These are people willing to pay a premium. And this group looked for move-in ready homes that had all the amenities they were looking for. That's right. You see that all the time. Yep, sure do. Then there's the middle tier buyer who looks for homes in original condition. And the group hopes to get a decent price and then improve the home over time with sweat equity. Yep. You see that a lot? I do. And then finally, the bottom tier buyer, this is the third group where contractors and flippers are looking for distressed properties they could buy for 60 to 70% of retail value. Seeing much of that? No. Uh, (laughs) Well, according to this article, the middle tier, which historically represented a significant percentage of market sales, is disappearing. And the reason is that current buyers are more comfortable with tech than they are with construction. And they forego the middle tier because they want to pay more for move-in ready homes that look like the finished properties they have seen on HGTV, which was the subject of another episode that we did here. So take me into your world and tell me what you think. You know, people, first of all, when you think about it, you're talking middle tier sellers. In every market, that price point is different. But the middle tier buyer is buying their second home, move up buyer, transferring buyer. So time is an issue, and as so is cash. So traditionally, if you're buying a home that needs to be renovated, you have to have the money to A, buy the home. Then you have to have the money, cash, to put into the home, to pay the contractors, to make the renovations. Sure. that's not always so those available. So are, those are a little bit of a deterrent. Mm-hmm. So they would prefer in many cases that it already be done. The tricky part is that the house that they're looking to purchase If they're going to pay that premium, they want it to be done the way that they want it. So what I see, Steve, is a very trendy thing. So what I don't care about these is they'll buy a home where somebody has renovated it to the newest, trendiest items. Ah, that's not good. And it's attractive for the moment. Yeah. But now you just paid a premium for that. And it's going to go out of style in two years. Yeah. But you're looking at it from a business point of view. Yeah. This is your home and your home should be the way you want it. You have to live in it every that's single right. day. So, so don't go chasing the trend. I guess yeah. that's my message in all of this. Yeah. So the middle tier people, they want some of those features. Some of them will say, well, I don't want to pay for this. And then they wanna, they'll just want to do it on their own. But yeah. it's gotten a little complicated. My personal situation is that I never had the time or the experience to bring in serious contractors. And I didn't want to live through that headache. I wanted a home that was done. Yep. And we found one, but that's not to say that I haven't continued to improve it and continue to spend money because, you know, it's this constant outflow of money. It's very constant. I always tell the story about how a young couple came to me once many years ago and they said, you know, Steve, we want to save money. We want to buy a house. (laughs) And I was like, that's so cute. You know, because I've spent so much money on my home. You know, I redid my kitchen 18 years ago and I'm redoing it again. So if I keep staying in the house. That's not so bad. I'm not going to put a 
whole lot of money into the kitchen because I'm going to be changing it again in 20 years. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the other thing too is- got to make you, it the way you want it and <laughs> like it. That's but, right. When people calculate their returns on real estate, yeah. they calculate what they paid- And what they're selling And what for. they're selling it for. They forget, right. and they probably haven't kept all the records anyway right. and don't know how much they've put in in the meantime. Yeah. Years ago, I was asked to do a study for the Palm Beach Post. And this was when real estate was advancing at double-digit rates, rates of return, remember? In, right, in yep. 04. good old days. Yeah. And I said, well, real estate appreciates about 3% a year. And they go, oh, no, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I said, yes, it does. This is the way our numbers work. And these are the national statistics. They refused to run that quote because they were just running what was hot and popular. They right. were part of the hypnosis that fueled the- Yeah, like we're going to continue to grow at 10% a year. Exactly. But the bottom line is I was putting in what's called depreciation, which is the fact that homes, bricks and mortar, are deteriorating every minute of the day. And land appreciates. Okay. Houses depreciate. Houses depreciate. So you got to balance the two of those things. That's a very good point. I don't know how we got off on that tangent, (laughs) but it's pretty interesting. All right. So here's five seller myths. And we talked about this off air, and I think this is kind of true. Number one, I do not need to have the listing agent visit until my home is ready. I disagree with this. I think it's better for you to bring in the realtor before you put the home on the market so that they can help you determine what should be done and Uh, what shouldn't be done because you may think something should be done. And I can't tell you how many sellers think, oh, I need to do this, when in reality, they don't. Also, you're already going to be paying the expert. Right. Right. So you might as well get them get in the and get used the, use their them. knowledge. That's Otherwise, right. then, then trying to do it yourself. That's right. That's a rule of thumb for me is bring in experts all the time. Number two, I do not need to upgrade the property for sale. It just depends on what we're talking about as far as upgrades. And again, that's when a realtor can come in and help. If you're going to spend $1,000 in painting it and a buyer is going to come in and s- think it needs $10,000 worth of painting. It's worth spending the $1,000 in painting. Mm-hmm. That's just a small example. Well, what if you don't really, I guess you're going to paint it a beige or something. A neutral color. Neutral color if you right? have wild colors, I can tell you Forget that it. they don't show well on the photos. Yeah. They're going to bypass your home. Yeah. We talked about this earlier that the internet's so important. Everybody's making their buying decision within 10 seconds. Right. So it really Ooh. needs to look sharp. Wow. Okay. Number three, I need open houses to sell my home. We talked about this recently. You're saying not really so much. No, not really so much. Open houses are a great way to get additional exposure, but the reality is, again, the buyers are making their buying decision on what they want to look at online and will schedule an appointment to look at the home. Right. Are the days of people getting in their car on Sunday and driving around neighborhoods and going to open houses, are they still around? No. (laughs) No? (laughs) I shouldn't say that. We just did an open house and we had 15 sets of people come through. Okay. So, and there were some people that they were just driving around. Yeah. You know, it was a beautiful day. They were just mm-hmm. meandering around. They saw the open house. It's the curiosity. A lot of it, they're looky-loos. That's what we call them. They're probably your neighbors. And, and their neighbors, <laughs> a lot of neighbors, but they're looky-loos. Yeah. You know, oh, I wonder what this looks That's like. Right, exactly. It's just curiosities. Okay. Number four, I need uh, many open house signs at multiple key intersections. I don't think that's... Uh, I think that's a, a yes as an agent. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I love honesty. And number five, if buyers really want my house, they'll pay more than market value. Yeah, no. No. That's a simple okay. flat out no. Well, let me say this. If the price is too high... Now, I'm not talking about egregiously. Right. You know, 
I get the feeling that that precludes someone from making an offer, but it seems to me if they want to make a lower offer, they should make a lower offer. They don't. They it's human don't. nature. Why? Buyers only buy what they perceive to have good value, uh, period. I'm telling and you. And they're not going to set the value by offering a price. No. I've had clients say to me, when he lowers his price uh, and is more realistic, yeah, then yeah. I'll make an offer. They also believe this. Now, listen to sellers. This is really important. They feel that if it's overpriced, and they know the values, they've looked at all the homes, they feel that the seller's not going to be realistic and worth working with, working with uh, because they're not, yeah, not realistic yeah. in their asking price. Right, and yeah. that's the reason why. Good advice from Terry Story. Terry is a 31-year veteran with Keller Williams, located in Boca Raton, and she can be found at terrystory.com. Thanks, Terry. Thanks for having me, Steve.